in an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe. There's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese. Who will lose? Find out on The Chaser Report, election edition. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Wednesday the 11th of May. That means 10 days to go until the election. I'm Dom Knight. Hello, Charles Firth. You look upset. Yes, another major stuff up from Anthony Albanese yesterday. He was asked about the wage case that's coming up in the Fair Work Commission shortly after the election. And he said that wages should not go backwards. He said that it should keep up with inflation, that the amount that you get paid this year should be the same as the amount that you get paid last year in real time. Gosh, that's naive. The whole point of the Fair Work Commission is to allow politicians to just push that whole thing (laughs) until after the election and not have to comment on it. Well, it was seen as a huge gaffe by everybody, including the Liberal Party, who just jumped on it and said, "How, how disgraceful... Uh, that you'd want wages to keep up with inflation. I mean, you know, this is a cost of living election. Isn't the whole point about the cost of living, things should get more expensive. Hang on, politicians' wages um, are set by a separate process, aren't they? they? They'll just go up regardless. They Yeah, they do actually tend to oh, thank attract goodness. higher than inflation. So Yeah, yeah that's a huge mm. relief. But, but look, the, the scare campaigns, the attack ads have already started on this issue and I, I think it's a real weakness for Alba. I, I can't see how he's going to be able to wiggle out of this one. Anthony Albanese has a plan to raise your wages. He wants them to keep up with the cost of buying bread, milk, even surgery for transgender kids. Probably got that policy from Xi Jinping himself. Authorised by the Liberal Party Canberra. I'm talking very fast because I want to cram in as much work as I can get before Anthony Albanese raises my wage. On today's show, we answer more of your questions with the proviso... Do they have to be stupid questions? Stupid questions only is a segment. Got it in today. Plus, we're talking to David Shoebridge. He's a New South Wales Greens upper house politician. And he is the person who came up with this whole Greens policy of paying artists a wage to create art. When he's running for the Senate in New South Wales, so he's trying to get on the public teat as well. Oh, that's what it's about. But first of all, let's go and have a really wise rundown of what's been happening in the election in the last 24 hours with me. Oh, good. More you. Hello, this is The Wrap for Wednesday the 11th of May, and it's Gaff City again. For Anthony Albanese, after he said he thought workers' wages shouldn't go backwards. I deliberately want to see wages increase, and I will. The entire political class immediately jumped on the stupid error. Imagine thinking workers' wages should keep up with the cost of living. What a bozo. No, I'm attacking him for being thoughtless. I'm attacking him for not having a clue about the economy. Good luck if you vote Labor this election. Your wages might rise. Hell, if you believe some of the pundits in the Finn Review, your wages might even explode until they're so big... You can buy anything you want. Don't want to risk that. Meanwhile, Scott Morrison's campaign to keep saying ignorant things is on track, with the Prime Minister yesterday implying that under-18 trans kids were popping down to their local conversion clinics and chugging down gender-bender pills without a thought given to the whole thing. What we're talking about here is gender-reversal surgery for young adolescents. 
the distraction from climate, cost of living, China, COVID, or, or pretty much any topic that actually affects most people is doing wonders for the election chances of senior Liberals in inner city seats whose constituents tend to not be ignorant transphobes. With Josh Frydenberg, Peter Dutton, Tim Wilson and Dave Sharma all at real risk of losing their seats, one has to wonder whether part of Morrison's cunning plan is to knock off all his potential leadership contenders so that he's not contested for the position of opposition leader after the election. And Schrödinger's Education Minister Alan Tudge has been spotted in the wild in a rare appearance for the embattled Christian Conservative who has affairs with staffers. Well, Stuart Robert is the Acting Education Minister at the moment since I've been stood down, so he'd be the appropriate person to do that. Mr Tudge explained his apparent absence from the spotlight, saying he'd been very busy in his local electorate. Busy or bizarre? That's the wrap for Wednesday the 11th of May. Back in a sec. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report, Election Edition. One of our major projects throughout the course of this election has been to break Chaser writer John Delmenico. Not only have we made him watch uh, Sky News around the clock, but we've also made him, Charles, read all of the crap soft focus puff pieces that have been done during the course of the campaign. What? How has he not quit? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I asked for my workload to change after, on top of my regular workload that was already full time doing Sky News. And then I somehow ended up getting more work of reading all the fluff pieces that have been coming out in print media lately. Yeah, so this, this is all the stuff that just sort of pays homage to our leaders and, and sort of propaganda. You say propaganda. I'm reading them and they just make me hate the people. Right, so give us an example. So Josh Frydenberg mm. had a three-page spread at the Herald Sun with photos of him and his kids saying, this is the fight for my life. He spoke about the fake independence, which is a blatant lie. They're not fake. They are independents. Mm. And so it's like, am I supposed to like the guy more because he has kids while he's lying instead of just lying on his own? <laughs> was this the same place where it was revealed that he pays his kids $20 whenever they lose a tooth? Because that to me is the most damning indictment my favourite thing about that was that Labor's guy also was like, yeah, that's how much you pay kids when they lose a tooth. Well, of course got Labor agreed with the Liberal policy <laughs> on uh, tooth fairing. Yeah, yeah, both treasurers think that $20 a tooth is a reasonable amount. That is just extraordinary. Like, like kids have like 20 teeth. That's like 400 bucks yeah, that is for like, a fucking child's mouth. I mean, they talk about cost of living. No wonder they don't think it's a big issue. They're giving mm. their kids $20 for a fucking tooth. <laughs> So I went into it thinking the Herald Sun would be the worst place for a fluff piece. But then I found one outlet that does way more fluff pieces than anyone else. Oh, yeah. Crikey. Oh, really? Crikey has a series called Vote For Me where they interview politicians and explain why you should vote for them. And they have a set of questions that they ask almost everyone. For some reason, the questions that involve policies just aren't asked to some of the people at all. These are the ones that make me the angriest. So... One of the first questions is, what is the best thing that ever happened to you? Great journalistic integrity. What's the best thing that's ever happened to you? And then you have people like Zoe Daniel saying, 
my kiddos, Archie and Pear. And that's her answer, is her kids. Like, what? Am I supposed to vote for the kids? I feel like you don't like kids, John. I think I'd argue, you know, answered the same way. I feel like you're not getting with the vibe. Charles, well, I, I, I'm beginning to wonder if what's happened is that we've yeah. broken John. Yeah, we've, yeah, because he's been watching he's just, so much Sky he's News angry. and he's going, what's all this empathy going on? He's angry, he's unhappy. <laughs> well, you say that. but Oh, they've got kids. Ah, got to hate them. I can't have gone too far, right? Because the next one that annoyed me was One Nation's Gina Court, who also said, my kids. And then independent Nicole, who also said, parenting my kids. Mm. Kayla Tink said, my three kids. I, I think I know what's going on, listeners, which mm. is John used to work in a childcare facility. Oh! And so his whole idea that anyone could ever like a child. Or be, have their yeah. life enriched by yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but I did find one answer that is more annoying than the almost every single person who just said, my kids, mm. which um, is Animal Justice Party's Ivan Davis who said, realising that I could do more for my country and our world than simply going vegan and buying an electric car? But to be fair, that is the most self-aware mm. vegan I've ever heard of. Yes, yes. The epiphany that everything I've been doing, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, all of my, my, going vegan and buying an electric car. That is fucking hilarious. They were just empty gestures. However, <laughs> however... The problem with the argument is that his view seems to be that running for the Animal Justice Party and not winning a seat in Parliament is somehow a greater contribution. No, it's another empty gesture that does nothing. The next hard-hitting question that I found from these journalists, uh, what would your final meal be? And Zoe Daniels' answer is anything with my family, Aww. which is not an answer. You gotta realize, John. I don't think you realize. Politician, non-answer. Like every politician, even Zoe Daniels, like the one part of their life that yes. isn't absolutely shit and devoted to being a politician yes. is the moments they spend with their children, and they're very brief. Most mm. of them only see their children like a couple of days a month, yes. right? That's the only bit of their life that isn't objectively shit. Yes, and also, you know, if you actually answer roast chicken. Yeah. Then there'll be yeah. vegans coming out oh, and saying you shouldn't do that. And you want a focus group to watch what your favourite yeah. food is. No, so that's why they always say family. Yes, I want to eat my family. <laughs> well, she's the only one who said it like that, but there's more non-answers. Mm. Like Tink said, hopefully it's a really long way off. Food is is me. Oh, sorry. Food for me is more an act than it is a taste. So whatever it is, I hope it's being cooked surrounded by family and friends. Which which is just a longer way to say the first answer. Mm. Some um, one nation's Gina Court said, "My final meal wouldn't be about the food, but who I shared it with." Yeah, um, yeah. I think these are all then, just based on yeah, like but, being a human being. Well, no, no, but, but, but hang on, she, she's yeah. made a big mistake there. She's varied from the party line because her answer should have been following Pauline Hanson. If you're reading this, then I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily she does get back on the party line. Because she starts listing foods she doesn't like. Oh, okay. So she starts saying anything except for tripe, liver, kidneys, oh, and pea and ham soup. So classic One Nation. Yes. They have a just political they're... answer and then go, but also keep all this stuff away they're from me. They're just against, they're only against, yes, classic opposition. <laughs> and the a Greens candidate, Jane Anelzark, I probably said that wrong, I love eating and it depends on where I was. 
but I think maybe I'll go for crepes, lemon and sugar. Oh, that's a brilliant answer. <laughs> that is such an innocuous food. Can you alienate anyone with a lemon and sugar crepe politically? They're vegan, aren't they? Yeah, just flour. Yeah. Maybe the anti-sugar sugar lobby. Oh, yes, yes. I, I quit sugar. The oh, that's a mistake. That's yes. a faux pas. Yes. That's a gaff. Also, classic <laughs> classic green going for crepes over yeah. something. Like, you'd expect most um, politicians, if mm. they're trying to come, like, spending time thinking of the answer, which her answer is the only one that has an ellipses mm. before she said the actual food. That she like she came up with crepes when most politicians probably be like, I want a meat pie. Isn't that what the Greens really are? Is just an ellipsis <laughs> in Australian <laughs> politics. They're just a little pause. But there's also Labor's Catherine Renshaw said beer and beer and a steak. I haven't had that combo in thirty years. Am I supposed to relate to someone who is openly saying that mm. they love beer and steak but haven't eaten it for 30 years. No, no, it's, it's both sideism, isn't it? Because it's <laughs> she's appealing to both people who like beer and steak and people who haven't eaten it in 30 years. That, that is very good. She's opposition leader material. I thought it was very classic Labour to say that you like something but you don't haven't acted on that idea at all. <laughs> That's true. That's, that's core Labour. Yeah. The worst one of all, and the person who, out of reading every fluff piece I've read so far, I have hated the most, is Labour's Jason Scans, who I'll read the full interview now. If you could change one thing in Australia, what would it be? Scott Morrison government. What is the worst thing anyone has said to you? I voted for Scott Morrison. What is the best thing that's happened to you? My wife. Who or what is the biggest threat to Australia? Scott Morrison and Peter Dutton. Who's your favourite historical figure? Bob Hawke. What would your favourite meal be? Meat pie, iced coffee and Bundaberg rum. So to be fair to, to Jason, it's very clear that that questionnaire took him no more than 45 seconds. <laughs> so I think it's probably the appropriate amount of time. And it was on message. I think that that's, that's perfect. But I mean... It's it genuine. <laughs> like, first of all, meat pie, iced coffee, and Bundaberg rum is a very weird combination of a meal. Oh, uh, look, now you're, now you're combination food shaming. Like, <coughs> John, like, you, your brain has just been rotted by Sky yeah, News. John, and the other thing is, this is from Crikey, right? Yeah. If you're from the Labor Party, you don't need to take, put any, those people are already voting for you. Crikey's readers are already. You don't need 45 seconds of your time. Charles, what can we give John to do for the final week of the campaign to try and just balance you know, him rebuild, out. rebuild some of the great green shoots of, of the happy John we used to know? Yes, you're right. Um, I think I'm great. I don't know why people would say I'm not happy. Mm. I am very happy in this moment right now. He, he is now not happy John, isn't he? Is he? That's not happy is. John. Yeah, I don't know. Should we get him to cover something that isn't the election? That's right. Yeah, yeah, I can think I, of. Maybe he should cover... The wash up from the Philippine election. So the, the yes, by the way, yeah, Marcos won. Yeah, yeah. yeah he won. That'll cheer him up. Yeah, uh, maybe not. Oh, why don't we get him to cover U.S. politics? That that'll be that'll be go, go, that'll go great. That'll be uh, okay. Has what anything we, happened in U.S. politics? Animals stuck up trees. Oh, what about the? All animals are stuck up. I think you see them uh, with their greeny trees. What? What about um, the war in Ukraine? Just something sort of yeah, nice actually, and yeah, feel can good. You, can you fill us in on the war in Ukraine next week, just so that <laughs> yeah. it's less depressing than you having to watch all this election <laughs> content? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report. Joining us now is David Shoebridge. He used to be in the upper house of New South Wales Parliament, but he is now running for the Senate for the Greens uh, in this upcoming election. David Shoebridge, welcome to the show. Yeah, cheers, Charles. Cheers, Kevin. Now, you are the brains, I believe, behind this whole Greens policy around uh, paying artists money to create art. What's all that about? Well, it was, um, it's actually a fair bit of collaboration. I'd also give a shout out to Mandy Nolan, who's running for us up in the seat of Richmond on the North Coast. Um, uh, in her professional career, she's a stand-up comic. And, and she says she wants to get into Parliament and be the only intentionally funny person in the House. <laughs> um, so she, she was actually really important in, in the development of this policy as well. But it's about um, actually... Firstly, responding to the last two and a half years of, you know, cancelled gigs, um, lockdowns, and that just smashed the creative industries across the state, uh, across the whole country, uh, smashed um, the creative industries. And and also when support was rolled out in the form of JobKeeper, because of the way in which many artists get get paid, Mm. um, they found it really hard to accept, to to access some of those payments. And that's been a continuing theme. Um, So... We had a look around the rest of the world to work out who best supports arts. And it turns out France and Ireland have some pretty amazing schemes to support artists and support arts. It's it's not just the soft cheese and the wine. That means we see a lot of French culture and art. It's actually because they actually pay their artists. And, and France, in fact, supports a quarter of a million artists with a, with a, with a wage subsidy every year. So we looked around. We wanted to... Um, get the best solution we've come up with this artist wage package and we're pretty proud of it actually now we've actually got a proper artist here uh which is gabby bold bold of you to call me a proper artist (laughs) um i am Um, an artist yes but i just want to run you through gabby the the details of the policy and see whether you think this is a a terrible idea or just a waste of taxpayers money so the, the question <laughs> Two is... Two great options. That's a good yeah. binary choice. Uh, yeah. Which is... So the, the whole idea is that... And correct me if I'm wrong, David. It's basically that the government will pay you a the minimum wage, basically, which is, what, $23 an hour, $21 an hour, that yep. type of wage, to just, what, sit on your ass and create stuff. Like, it, like That's how it works, isn't it? Charles, are you yeah. aware that that's what you pay me to do? <laughs> That's like I oh, took this shit. job because it was yeah. a wage oh. to make art. That is the reason I work oh, here. Yeah. I don't actually like any. Yeah, of wait you. a minute. Hey, David, uh, unlike the- Charles, though, we'll we'll pay minimum wage. <laughs> Amazing, because yeah. right now I'm getting the wage of a 13 year old worker at McDonald's. It is not good. Uh, this, this is the problem with this whole policy, David, which is it's it's crimping the style of people who want to exploit artists. Oh. Yeah. To, and actually lifting up their conditions so we can't afford them anymore. This is can, a real can, problem. I mean, can, can I tell you when we we actually we had a bunch of cons- consultation with a whole bunch of artists with this, mm. um, and one of the things they said was, "Wow, but you know that's so much money. 
you know, $771 a week. That's so much money. Are, are you sure that, that this is the right figure? <laughs> and we say it's minimum wage. Like what? it's minimum wage. Is it really? We're actually having to persuade for, artists that it was for a 40 they, hour that, week. That that, that that was, um, you know, the figure was right. And um, so the package is for just, it's a one-year pilot. This one is a one-year pilot program to support 10,000 artists across the country. Wait, there is one fundamental problem with this, David. Mm. It, it, it's too good. And and to be an artist, you have yeah, to have you gotta pain. Su- you got to suffer. You have to suffer to, for your art. You know, like that's the whole, that's the thing. If we're, if we're living off a cushy minimum wage and able to put away yes. super and, and health insurance and maybe buy a house one day if the houses also come down in price miraculously, yeah. wh- what are we going to write art about? All of our yes. art is going to be happy, yeah. soulless crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we we kind of. That, that, that was also part of the discussion. <laughs> we, we don't think actually being hungry and not mm. knowing where your next uh, meal's coming from, not knowing if you're going to have secure housing, is kind of, is really essential that to is create not, art. That, that is we, simply we kind of not that true. Might skew the arts to a kind of middle upper middle class um, trust Ooh. fund um, uh, kind of artist. No, no. We we kind of think you might make better art when you're not hungry. No, oh, no, that's but, true. But that's not true. The the best song in Gabby's last show. Was all about hooking up with a land, like a, a house owner. Well, and well, that's not what it was about. No, no, but it was like I want to. It was called I want a house sit for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And it was I all. I can still of, sing that. I can yeah. still sing that on minimum wage. You can, Bold you can, of you, you can think sing. Minimum wage is getting me a house, Charles. <laughs> you, you can sing about how shit the housing market is on minimum wage, Charles. That's it's right. perfectly yeah. okay. No, yeah. David, I'm on board. But the only thing I don't want is happiness. Then, so I'll just find another way to make myself mm. depressed. The, the other thing, we, I mean, we launched it with a couple of great stand-up. Um, comedians um, on on Saturday and um, as they said you know this is going to mean that you no longer have the funniest barista in town you actually have a um, an artist um, who can get both their time and isn't doing you know three jobs plus a three-hour commute plus struggling to actually create art at the end of it all Um, you know we want to convert the funniest barista in town into the single best stand-up but aren't you going to, like, what's going to happen to the price of coffee then? What? You're going to push up the price of baristas. This is just the title. You haven't thought anything through. Or, Charles, people might get jobs. <laughs> yeah. People might get the, entry-level um, hospital what, jobs I that actually like, need them. I feel like you're thinking too much about the artists and thinking about, you know. Not enough about the, the yeah. consumer. Local business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but look, the other thing we do with it is we do it in, we want to do it in partnership with local local government. Um, and we actually, one of the things I really like about the policy is we, we get councils around the state to actually bid to be an artist council and they have to have a kind of plan for what they're going to do over the next 12, that 12 months in their local area to, uh, to integrate artists into the tourism economy, make their uh, local art, um, their art scene thrive. And we kind of do it in partnership with local government because we kind we we think local government have some of the best connections on the ground and would know how to get the biggest bang out of the buck and and help us identify the artists. So mm. we we kind of like that. Um, it's not going to be done by a great big central Commonwealth bureaucracy. We're going to yes. do that at a grassroots level as well. I that, will say on that a country, is that is actually the best thing I've heard about this policy. Well, I will say on a country town level, mm. you're all of a sudden going to see councils listing football players as artists. But yes. I mean, apart from that, it'll well, be... we are going to have national minimum criteria. Oh, <laughs> oh criteria! You know, um, so we're actually going to have some criteria. The, 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 
sorry. Um, and that's going to be you have to be an artist. But mind you, you know, if, if you can prove your ball skills. Yeah, um, I reckon you take, the, the, uh, you take the ball away, it's interpretive dance, isn't it? <laughs> Do, does it include bullshit artists? Um, they are, they are, the they yeah. Look, the, the other thing is, does it recognizes the creative industry? Uh, the creative industries contributes like fifteen billion dollars to the economy. Mm. Uh, never gets talked about. Mm. Um, there are like four times as many creatives in the arts industry as there are coal miners. Yeah. Yet, you know, the coal industry just gets billions of dollars of subsidies, and the creative industries gets bugger all. So you know, this is an like I couldn't afford this policy myself. It costs two hundred and seventy odd million dollars. I couldn't afford it. But when you compare it to the, you know, the, the the bucket loads, the train loads, the lorry loads of funds that go into supporting the coal industry, and we get ten thousand artists to be amazing for a year um, yeah. for two hundred and seventy-seven million dollars, we think it's it's uh, money well spent. Well, I think I think coal miners are getting more money than artists for the simple reason that mm. you know the whole suffer for your art thing. They are you know taking part in suffering for your art. They're just making the world suffer. So I think <laughs> it's like they're owed that money. Mm. You know, I feel like it makes sense that the coal industry get 10 times what an artist does for the amount of suffering inflicted. It doesn't say you have to suffer yourself. Oh, I see. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. just start being an asshole and all of a sudden, boom, yeah. coal subsidy. <laughs> the, works, uh, isn't it? Well, well, yeah, I, I think coal miners aren't the problem. Coal mining companies are the problem. Yeah. Um, the government is the problem. Policy settings are the problem. Coal miners Oh, no, trying the to do what we're all trying to do. Yeah. Said, um, said like a politician who wants everyone's vote. <laughs> uh, the, um, <laughs> but look, uh, this, this, I mean, we, we got we got sort of pushback from um, a little bit of sort of right-wing media about this. What? But Brian, yeah, you'd be surprised. But by and large, when you talk to people about actually valuing artists, giving them, we're talking about giving artists minimum wage, and you, you compare our project, which is for 10,000 artists and seems amazing, in the Australian perspective, mm. to, to the French scheme, which pays, as I said, a quarter of a million artists under their scheme and has been doing it since the 1930s, mm. um, it goes to how far we have to go. But does in that Australian mean politics. we'll end up with a whole lot of boring films that don't make any sense? I'm like, sorry. What, what do you mean boring? Boring films. Have you not French? seen Ratatouille? It's like the most incredible we, French, French movie ever. Yeah, it's set in France, isn't it? It's set in France. <laughs> I, I do expect we would get a lot of angst produced with this. Like we've got 10,000 artists yeah. who got the whole year to, yes. you know, contemplate life, the universe and everything. Uh, I expect a fair bit of angst to come yeah. out of this, a you'd, fair you'd bit of, to. you know, <laughs> internal soul searching and some pretty dark places will be discovered over yeah, the 12 yeah. months. You'd, um, you'd hate so to be yes. 10,001, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Like all your mate, like I'm not Everyone good else. enough. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do you audition? Yeah. Do you have to audition? Liz Moore Council wouldn't support me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you that would be shit. <laughs> yeah. David Jubridge, thanks for your time. Cheers. Good speaking. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rigging elections since before it was cool. The Chaser Report. Time now for a segment we call... Stupid questions only. Questions. Well, we answer your questions um, from Twitter uh, at two at Chaser. 
with the proviso that only stupid questions are welcome. Charles, are you ready? Yes, we've got lots of questions this week. First one is from Andrew Rutherford, who asks, are there any more MPs that are the result of a chaser stunt gone wrong, like Mark Latham was? Well, we're in a position to reveal who else we planted in the place. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there's of them. There's a lot. I'd, I'd say it's it's roughly tracking to about half the party. How, how many coalition members are there? Oh, well, there'll be one more if Catherine Deves wins. I've got to say, though, the one I'm most proud of is Bob Catter. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that was a long game. That, mm. He was there long before the chaser was even founded. I, I'm just surprised because it's so obvious. Like, I just can't believe no one's sort of picked him mm. as, uh, as a chaser. It's a magnificent performance. I mean, yeah. I, I think that there should be acting awards to, mm. to the real man behind Bob Catter. What's yeah. his name again? Craig Rucastle. <laughs> That's right. This one's from Andrew Rollison. How difficult is it to swap out a solid beam rear suspension for a control blade independent rear suspension system? That is very hard. That, that, like, do not try that. I tried that once and my slip diffs just, uh, I mean, it was just terrible. I think Andrew's made a mistake there. We ask for stupid questions only, whereas that's a sensible mm. question posed to stupid people. Ah, yes. Uh, so a big hard. mistake there. If my polling booth doesn't offer democracy sausages, am I still compelled to vote? Now, this is this is a question I raised a few days ago yeah, on, yeah. on the podcast because our PNC, who's organising the barbecue at our local polling booth, just doesn't know how to do a barbecue anymore. It's been two and a half years since the pandemic started. We we don't have the practice. It's going to be a schmozzle. It's the it's the sausage sizzle schmozzle, right? And I look I. I believe in compulsory voting, but mm. not without a sausage in your mouth. I mean, the thing to do is to set aside a whole day and just trek from booth to booth within your electorate yes, and just find the one place that has mm. a sausage. Look, I think with this pre-polling, uh, there really needs to be thought put into having barbecue. Yeah, barbecues for the two, for the two out, weeks. It's for a the big two problem. weeks outside the pre-poll. Because, you know, I walked pre, uh, past a pre-poll booth the other day and, you know, tons of people milling around, no mm. sausage. I mean, I think it's on the AEC at this point. Yes. The AEC organises uh, teams of people to actually conduct the election. Mm. Would it be so hard for them to just have a couple more mm. people at every pot polling place mm. sizzling sausages? I mean, I used to go and boot, uh, vote at the biggest booth in New South Wales at the town hall, and there was never, ever a barbecue there. Well, this is why I've always said that I think Bunnings should actually run our elections. They should. Because they would be much better at getting those sausages yeah, and they'd beat the AEC's price by 5%. <laughs> what about this one? Uh, is the United Australia Party left or right wing? I can't work it out from their policies. I think nor can they, Charles. Mm. It depends whether you mean are they trying to steal left-wing votes and then deliver them as preferences to Liberal Party mm. things. Well, yes, that is exactly what they're doing. They've got a lot so. of lefty policies like free education, mm. yeah, but... If you look at where the preferences are, you'll see what they really are, which is neither left nor right wing, just basically the Liberal another party. member of the Liberal coalition. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, with all the buzz around independence, Charles, why doesn't the chaser take advantage and start uh, a political party called Independence and win the election by a landslide? What a brilliant idea from Andrew O. I like the that Independent idea. Party. The Independent Party. Yeah, contradiction in terms, party. And we can, and our official movie could be Independence Day. Oh God, <laughs> I'm surprised none of us have actually run. Like, I, surely we're at the point in our lives, in our mid forties, original chaser people, that some of us should have become early enough, uh, earnest enough to actually run for office. Yeah, although I feel like none of us are dishonest enough. Or maybe, oh no, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. 
I'm dishonest enough. You are actually. I'm, yeah. I'm complete. I was thinking. What about me? I'm. I'm completely dishonest. Yeah. No. I'll run. I'll didn't run we already announce? Didn't we already announce yeah. that you're running in the next New South Wales state I'm, election? I'm running against Mark Latham in the next election, and my one policy is to vote whatever Mark Latham is not voting. Yeah. To so just vote the opposite of Mark Latham, and then it's the be- best grift in the world because. I won't have to do any research because no. he'll do all my research for me and I'll just do the opposite. And um, I can just sit in there and... You can just run the chaser from yeah. Parliament House. I know. That's great. a very good and idea. And I'll get staff and everything. Uh, this is a good one. Define what a woman is. Uh, isn't the answer to that question, you just find a quick way to shut it down without engaging in the whole thing? Yeah. They need <laughs> to debate. Treading on dangerous territory here. Well, no, no, but as two men, I think we're... Fully qualified to comment on what a woman is. And my answer is whatever she wants to be. Oh, isn't that nice? So that I don't get in trouble. Yep. Will there be a vegan option for my sausage on polling day? I mean, no. No, Nimbin guy. Yeah, well, I suppose it depends on your electorate. Oh, hang on, if this person's voting in Nimbin, and mm. to be honest, given the beard that Nimbin guy has, mm. I suspect this person is voting in Nimbin. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll only have vegan sausages. <laughs> That'll be the only <laughs> option. Yeah, but I mean... Is that really a vote then? I mean, is that... I don't think... I, th- I think every vote in Nimbin is informal. <laughs> by nature of being... Everyone yeah. smokes the, the yeah. ballot paper. They don't wear shoes. Very informal. Okay, that'll do. This segment was... Stupid <laughs> Questions Only. Thank you for the questions. We'll do it again next week. We should get the AEC on to help us. Our gears from Road Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. And we'll catch you again tomorrow. See ya.